TikTok, TikTok. There's still 18 days left before spring camp. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. And I really appreciate all of you coming along. Join the show, hopefully. If you do, hit that like button. And if you haven't been a subscriber yet, here's your perfect opportunity. Hit that subscriber button. And to the thousands of you who already have, thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you. This episode of, of Locked On USC, we're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on today to get started. So in 18 days, the Trojans defense is going to start practicing what they need to do. In two words, get better. I can't say any plainer than that. That's what the defense needs to do. They need to get better. Anybody disagree? Send me a line. Let me know why they don't need to get better. I guarantee you, you're the only one who feels that way. One position that has been discussed probably more than it should be, and probably for all the wrong reasons, is that rush end position. And according to the coaching staff, from Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, and each of his assistants that he coordinates with, um, that rush end position is the linchpin to making the defense work something worth watching. I mean, last year, look, I know that last year injuries devastated the group. I'm not making excuses, but let's be honest. Lincoln Riley, his first year on the job, not a lot of time to recruit. He did use the transfer portal, but that was a position that uh, needed some needed some extra attention. So the group had talent. You know, I just mentioned it, but as far as depth, um, yeah, pretty thin. And if you were watching the season play out last year, I'm not telling you something you don't already know, right? But the room is way deeper now. Um, the transfer portal influx, and you have recruits that are on the way. This was a, uh, I'll say, priority 1A <laughs> on the recruiting uh, for the class of 2023. All positions have a priority, but this one had a lot of attention paid to it. Um, last year, Romello Height came over through the transfer portal, and he was actually the starter coming into fall camp. However, uh, I'm sure you're aware, I'll just remind you, he was he was limited by a shoulder injury. Uh, he played in literally not even two full games last year. Uh, he played in like a half a game in the first two games, and that was it. He had the targeting penalty against Rice, and then he had a shoulder injury. All in all, his stat line in 2022 and there was a lot expected out of him. 33 snaps up from the scrimmage, zero tackles. That position continued to uh, not get production when they went to next man up. 
Everyone thought Corey Foreman was going to be the guy when he got to USC. Well, he dealt with some nagging injuries um, and probably some overhype coming out of high school. And he's trying to show everybody that he was worth all the attention that he had when everybody in the country wanted him. So we're going to find out if he makes that transition this year. Because going into uh, all he's known for right now, he killed the Bruins last year. And that's something that I would be I, I would love to be known for. It was a game-saving play. And we're going to hope that Corey is going to build off of that in 2023. Because he needs it and his teammates need it. And you'll understand why he needs it uh, very quickly. Because going into his third year, there's a bunch of transfers already on the already on the horizon. They're they're here or coming, and uh, you got to think that Corey's window. You hate to say it, but uh, his window of opportunity is probably closing slowly. And spring camp is going to be another process. Either either that window stays open, or it closes a little bit more. We're going to find out soon enough. I mentioned the name. Uh, Devin Tompkins on my intrigue list on yesterday's episode. Um, so those are the returners. Corey Foreman, Romello Height, Devin Tompkins, and if Solomon Tuliapupu is still considered a Russian, throw him in the mix. Here are the transfers and the freshmen that are arriving. Anthony Lucas, former high four-star, five-star, uh, who... Went to Texas A&M out of, out of high school. USC was hot after him. Jack Sullivan uh, from Purdue. Jamil Muhammad, the transfer from Georgia State, who Lincoln Riley really likes. And then you have the two freshmen coming in in Braylon Shelby, highly regarded out of the state of Texas, and David Peavy out of Lincoln High, San Diego. So, again, all of a sudden, um, this room is crowded. It's deeper. And it's not just deeper, it's got experience now. I mentioned the names uh, Sullivan and Muhammad. Well, we can you can also throw in Romello and Corey's name into the experience group. But the guys who are coming over, uh, there's a reason they're coming over. So the question is, who steps up out of that group? Because Alex Rich, we know he's under the microscope. Roy Manning is in charge of that position group. Those guys are under the microscope. Uh, or is this the group that Lincoln Riley, you know, makes his presence known um, and have a say, like he said he was going to when he met with the media in our roundtable session last month in, in January. Uh, I have a feeling Lincoln's going to be peeking in on this position group because he wants to make sure that all the confidence he has in Alex Grinch is worth it. So if something doesn't I don't know, glimmer, shine in the spring uh, from this position, from the rush ends, that May transfer portal is going to be open again from May 1st through the 15th. These guys who are here, they're going to have to step up and show what they're worth. Okay, so we are literally at the midway point of the NBA season. It's we're here. I've been paying attention to the NBA. I'm a Laker fan. 
You'll understand why in a moment. But now is the perfect time to download FanDuel because they are America's number one sports book. Why are they? Well, because new customers, they're going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's a bonus bet uh, that backs you up if your first bet on FanDuel doesn't win. Okay, now that's pretty cool. You lose, you get a thousand bucks. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores and the threes made. Gotta love those prop bets. I mean, those are pretty cool. Now, again, I mentioned I'm a huge Laker fan. Uh, unfortunately, the Lakers still have LeBron James on the team, and until he is no longer on the team, I am boycotting the Lakers. So I've got nothing to offer you as far as what you should look out for on that squad. You tell me what I should look out for. However, with FanDuel, it allows you, it, like I mentioned, it allows you to combine your bets for a chance at a big payout with a same game parlay too. So you can do those prop bets. Uh, who, like I said, who's making the threes. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com forward slash locked on. That's fanduel.com forward slash locked on to earn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports part betting partner of the NBA. Okay, so um, talk about the NBA, betting, basketball. Let's stick with college basketball. And I want to thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. It's really important to me, so thank you. Make sure you go check out Locked On College Basketball. It's everything you need to know about college basketball, and it's all in one place. Plus, you're going to hear from big-name experts, insiders, players, coaches. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're going to keep up with the uh, spring camp countdown of intriguing players. Uh, number We're up to number 18, if you haven't figured that out yet. So number 18 on the top 20 intrigue list. Uh, I'm not going to go over my list again. I've done it twice now. You can go check out the last few episodes if you want to know. It's up there real easy. However, let's uh, just move forward. I'm comparing my list to the We Are a C staff list that we put together that I was a part of, that I am a part of. Um, Romello Height came in at number 18 on the top 20 intrigue list. So I was surprised. I'll be honest with you. I just mentioned the Russian group in our first segment. Personally, I was surprised that he was so low on the intrigue list, considering, you know, the defensive crisis that USC is having, and particularly at that position, the lack of production. Um, I would think that he would... Romello would be much higher on that list of intrigue, not one of the first two or three guys off the board, so to speak. Um, I spoke to my peer over at Locked On Auburn. You should check that show out. It's pretty cool. Uh, the host, Zach Blackerby. When Romello Haight came over to USC, I said, hey, man, tell me about Romello. What's he all about? And I did the same thing with Chris Thompson Jr. Um, the first thing out of Zach's mouth was, man, I'm bummed. I really like Romello before he bailed. Uh, but, you know, he went a little bit deeper. He said, you know, one of the issues with Romello, 
it's kind of carried over to USC is he was injured at Auburn as well. So this isn't a nickname that either myself or Zach came up with, but it's floating around out there with regards to Romello. And he's, he's carrying the, the tag of butter bones. Um, translation that, that means that he, uh, he injured, he gets injured very easily. I don't know if that's the case. I only saw him play at USC for a half and two games. Um, Apparently, that was an issue while he was at Auburn as well. Maybe now we know why. Here's maybe a reason why uh, USC was so aggressive in the transfer portal, trying to stock up this position group. Makes sense. Uh, so that was the number 18 on the We Are a C list. Um, my, now this is who I felt was the 18th most intriguing player out of the top 20. Remember, number one is going to be the most intriguing player. I've got Marshawn Lloyd, the running back from little USC who came over to big USC. It's a joke. Calm down. I know I had a, one person, I think, complained. No reason to talk negatively about South Carolina. It's a joke. Let's have some fun here, okay? Not everything has to be so serious in life. Um, so if you are a South Carolina cocky fan, Calm down. No big deal. Uh, the real USC, the Trojans, uh, they were after Marshawn Lloyd out of high school. Uh, he, he was, number first of all, he was a top 50 prospect coming out of DeMatha Catholic in uh, what was it? the Washington, D.C., Hiatha, Maryland area, right around there. Caleb Williams, neck of the woods. So uh, the reason why I, you know, Marshawn Lloyd is on my list, and he's, well, and, but while he's not the most intriguing guy, what makes him intriguing is um, is his running style. This, and despite missing a month with due to injuries last year for South Carolina, he, he still had a nice season. I'm just going to ramble through these stats as quickly as I can. Um, in fact, if you head on over to WeRSC.com when you're done watching Locked on USC, you'll find this out. He was the, uh, this was his most productive campaign in 2022, even though he played in fewer games compared to 2021. Okay. The redshirt sophomore running back rushed for 572 yards and nine touchdowns in nine games. I like that kind of production, one per game. Well, I'll take that. And he also had two games in which he ran for more than 100 yards, including a career-high 169 yards and three touchdowns against Charlotte. That was in September. Uh, he averaged 5.2 yards per carry. That'll get it done. Remember, what does God want? Four yards. You'll know that joke if you remember uh, Petrus Papadakis and USC's offensive line coach, Tim Davis. You get four yards on three plays running the ball, first down every single time. Do the math. Lloyd is also a, a reliable pass for, uh, catcher out of the backfield. 18 passes for 176 yards and two touchdowns. That's almost 10 yards a clip. So uh, out of high school, four-star recruit if you follow that stuff and you believe in that stuff. And he was considered uh, the fourth best running back and the number 46 overall player in the class of 2020. Not bad. So he uh, tore his ACL 
back in uh, the second day of fall camp 2020. And that's when he, he missed his first season uh, coming out of high school. But he seems to be 100% healthy now. And he's going to be a Trojan. So putting all of those stats aside, excuse me, go watch him run the ball. Head on over to YouTube or wherever you can find your Marshawn Lloyd highlights. First thing that's going to pop off for me, he's got some really quick feet. I mean, those shuffle feet, those kind that don't try and tackle him because you're going to end up grabbing air. Uh, he's also really physical and he's twitchy and he's not afraid of contact. You love that in your running backs. He's also hard to bring down. He's real thick in the thighs, uh, very athletic. Uh, like I mentioned, he's quick, he's twitchy, he'll hurdle you, he'll run into you. 5'10", 5'10", about 220. Um, well put together. The type of running back you want to go between the tackles and come out the other side picking up yardage. Marshawn is going to challenge Rayleigh Brown, Austin Jones, who's returning as well as Darwin Barlow. And then you got the two freshmen coming in, Quentin Joyner and Amari and Peterson. So the running back room is stocked. It's deep. It's talented. And Marshawn Lloyd, is he going to be 1A? Is Austin Jones going to be able to hold him off? Is Rayleigh Brown going to say, whoa, hold on a second. I'm the guy. This is why I'm intrigued. USC had some pretty good running backs on their roster. And they recruited a couple really good ones. Yet they still went out and brought somebody in who was ready to play right now. All that's telling me is let the competition begin. Tomorrow's episode, we will move up to number, or down to, up to, number 17 on the list. So um, stay tuned to find out who it will be. I got to ask this question. <clears throat> What happened to the USC Long Beach Poly pipeline? Let me read this quote. Most importantly, I would like to thank God, my family, and friends for being my support through this amazing journey of hard work and dedication. I am beyond blessed and ready to reevaluate all my options. At the end of the day, I'm just a kid with a big dream who wants to make the best decision for myself my family, and my future that will allow my dream to come true, end quote. That was from Jason Robinson, wide receiver class of 24, decommit from USC. That's the second one who from Long Beach Poly to say, hey, hey, goodbye, USC. Dylan Williams, the linebacker, he was the first one. He did the same thing. He's at Oregon. Don't know if this is where Jason Robinson is going to end up, but he's reopened his recruitment. And USC is still real high on his list. So don't worry, Trojan fans, right? There was a time when Long Beach Poly was literally, it was freaking off limits to anyone not named USC. If you went there to recruit somebody, you went there literally begging. Because that was it was a USC pipeline, uh, and 
there's a direct connection between Long Beach Poly, USC, and the NFL. Long Beach Poly has put more of their student athletes into the NFL than any other high school in the country. That might, I don't know if that number has changed, but as of real recently, that was still the case. And oh, by the way, Juju Schuster-Smith, Smith-Schuster, I apologize. Uh, he's the latest Long Beach Poly Jackrabbit alum and Trojan family member to wear a Super Bowl, Super Bowl ring. So uh, it, it's not like these weren't Lincoln Riley's and his staff recruiting these guys. These weren't Clay Helton recruits. I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure they were, but Lincoln Riley and his staff extended offers to these guys as well. And Jason Robinson is an offensive player. So what's going on here? Is should we be concerned? Something to think about. You know, is our is Jason exploring NIL, NIL opportunities? Okay. First of all, let me let me make this very clear. What I'm about to say next. This is not about Jason Robinson. So if anybody says, hey, Jason, Mark's talking crap about you. I'm not. This is about recruiting in today's world. Um, I'm going to try and step really lightly here with the whole social construct of what's going on in society. But the attitude of on the streets right now are, hey, the kids are getting away with a lot. Turn on the news, you'll understand what I'm talking about. That's all I'm going to say. I'd love, if it was me, and I've made this comment in the past, I used to coach high school basketball, and I will go to my grave saying, kids, young men, young people love discipline. They might not you know, tell you to your face, but they know they need it. I'd love to see some of these kids practice some discipline before doing the look at me thing on social media. This latest one I just read off to you. Um, it's just, look, I, I know I'm getting older. However, uh, I don't think my 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 ethics have changed that much. I I understand things are changing and you have to adapt. I'm fine with that. But at the same time, uh, I, I think it's okay to tell these kids who are trying to play adult games that you have to take some criticism with it. And the criticism is take your time. There's no rush. You're a kid, right? Enjoy it. Be disciplined. Talk to your family, your friends. And if you want to see what else is out there for you, that's great. Don't commit and then decommit because it gives a bad look. And again, this is not directed at this specific recruit. This is something that's been going on for for past few years now and just continues to get worse. So if you think this is a rant, I'll save my real rant for Friday. However, that is the end of this episode of Locked on USC. But I do want to thank you again for, for making this show your first listen every single day. I want to make sure you check out Locked On College Basketball, the newest podcast from the Locked On Group. 
They have everything you need to know about college basketball. It's all in one place. Plus, you're going to hear it from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and the players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, now that you've made Locked on USC your first listen, you got to go head on over to wersc.com because they still have that VIP subscription special running. Take advantage of it before it runs out. August 31st will be here before you know it. And so will spring camp. It opens March 4th. Tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC, intrigue prospect number 17. So until then, 